0: I brought, I brought a crew with me. Go ahead and open up your Bibles to John chapter 2. I'm here to tell you all about what Steve didn't talk about. So, No, guys, you sound like a chorus of angels. That was awesome. What a great song to sing with you. I, my soul definitely definitely feels lifted just singing with you again I don't know if you you know what it's like to leave a home church and then to come back to visit it but it's better than going to my blood home it's awesome to come to this faith home for me with that said I I don't think I just walk with God I like to do one of these with God you go and uh, I just wanted to set us up that we're going to change this up. So I don't think anyone in Northwest has ever done that. A little airplane circle. I <laughs> Bless my heart. So, but we're going to talk about Jesus turning water into wine. And I know Steve Smith is excited about this miracle. This is probably why he became a disciple the first time, Right. You start to read John, you're like, chapter 2, wine hit, and, um, but you know what, I I never really appreciated this miracle, and and that's what I'm going to try and talk about with you, um, just God's glory revealed. Let's read it. So John chapter 2, verse 1 from 11, and bear with me, I went to Louisiana Public School as I read this, so here we go. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, everyone cried, right? (laughs) Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Dear woman, which is endearing, by the way, like ma'am. That's what we say in South Louisiana, ma'am. Why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. She knew something, right? (laughs) Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. But you have saved the best till now. We've all experienced that. I heard you guys chuckle. So still relevant today. Verse 11. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory. And his disciples put their faith in him. And I feel like that last verse, I don't appreciate this miracle enough. His glory was revealed. He turned water into wine. Jesus' glory was revealed in this one miracle. And because of this miracle, they put their their faith in him. Let's talk about why there's so much glory in this one miracle. I think it, it a mir- this miracle I think pertains a lot to my walk with God and my discipleship and my following Jesus. I think a lot of times who does the heavy lifting in this miracle? It's the servants. They're the ones hauling 20 to 30 gallons of water to these jars to fill them to the brim. Now, 30 gallons is about 1,500 pounds in on there. And so, you know, so th- this is a lot of weight. I mean, if you've ever tried to move a lot of water, that's not practical, right? So I, I don't know if they're, they use something. I hope they're not using it by hand. That's not the way I would have done that. Let's get this thing going, right? Uh, and, and they stick it going. But, but the amount, 30 gallons, That's a little less than a bathtub. We're talking about three, four, like four bathtubs filled with wine. Because that's like our measurement of American beverages, right? You know, you give or take a bathtub. (laughs) That's about how much wine we need for this party. But they're the ones doing the break Back work, the water sl- sloshing all over the place. They're not told that he's going to turn it into wine. They're just doing what they're told. Moving a lot of weight, a lot of liquid, in just obedience. Unsure of, of the goal that's in front of them. I think a lot of times that feels like my discipleship. I'm just going to obey. But it feels like back-breaking back work. When I have to apologize to my wife for something stupid I say. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, why is it so hard? Why is it so hard for me to repent? Why is it so hard for me to be righteous? Just to obey God. It's a lot of work. Oh, not for you guys. I see. (laughs) You guys don't do enough manual labor. I think that, no. And... Man, but they're, they're the ones moving it. They're doing all the weight. But they could never turn that water into wine. No matter how hard they worked, no, much, no matter how much you can bench press, no, mar- no matter, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how hard you work, how smart you work. We cannot perform this miracle. And I feel that's our discipleship. Man, we're doing a lot of hard work. God, I'm working here. Where are you? What's going on? And then in a moment, water into wine. You could never do what I'm capable of doing. Isn't that our discipleship walk? We're like, oh, man, I'm fighting. I'm crawling. I'm fighting. I'm crawling. And then you have a wine moment. God comes in, touches the water, and you're like, Wow, okay. You, you get that boost of energy, right? When's the next party, right? I think it could even feel like our special missions contribution. You work hard. This is extra. We're not talking about the tithe. You sacrifice. But you could not accomplish what God's going to do with that money. That's our water into wine every year in May. God touches that money. And that's what's happened in Oklahoma. We've had the best year, I think, in 15 years in a church. Before we moved there with the mission team of 14 other disciples, which was awesome, and we're grateful. It was a church of 67 disciples. We broke 100 this year, and and it is a hodgepodge of everybody, and it's just awesome the way God is working, and it's not just because the people who came in were so awesome, everyone got fired up. The Oklahoma City Church felt so loved that Dallas sacrificed. And to feel a sacrifice like that from a larger church is just huge in small churches. So thank you from Oklahoma City in Norman. Let's talk about the money value of this water into wine. Water is free-ish, right? <laughs> so, man, it four bathtubs of water no big deal four bathtubs of wine that's some of you have bathed in that apparently that's you're like so uh, yeah and um so but man b- that much wine we're talking 900 bottles of wine 900 bottles that's like we all get 3 bottles in this room that That's how much wine was provided after they ran out of wine. Talk about a blessing of overflowing, right? In this small town, in a small wedding, 900 bottles of wine was provided by Jesus in a moment. And if we're talking about a good kind of wine... That gets expensive, right, Steve? I'm, when you go to a restaurant, they don't really charge you by the bottle. They charge you by the gulp, right? I mean, and, you know, and by the glass, but when you start getting the fine wines, a $1,000 a bottle is not uncommon. And if we use that figure, we're talking a million dollars worth of wine Jesus provided. Not only the quantity of what happened here, but the value, the money value in a small town of what Jesus did. How about time and space? Wine has to sit for a little while, and by a little while, I mean older than me. 30 to 50 years to get a nice wine. 30, 50 years to Jesus is a snap. The quantity, the money value, the time, space continuum. Is God in control? 30, 50 years? I just went to my grandmother's 90th birthday. By the way... Don 't try and compete and out-party a nine-year-old. I don't think they sleep, so <laughs> I, it wasn't fair. I thought at 31 I could keep up with her. I was mistaken. But man, 30, 50 years, the fermentation, the effort that goes into wine just happened. Is the best wine pulled out. Water versus wine. Which one would you rather drink, right? Man, the quality of what's there, the value. And isn't that who we are before God? Didn't he take your watery life and turn it into wine? The value of your life just skyrocketed when God touched your soul. The miracle of water into wine is all of us. It happens in special missions contribution. It happens more often than we might think because this Huge miracle was, went mostly unnoticed by everyone else. A, a tremendous miracle happens in your backyard, and only a few can recognize the power that has been demonstrated. Doesn't that sound like your walk at God, with God at times? I wish my coworkers could understand. I, I wish my family could understand Man, when someone gets baptized, man, or you know, that great moment, evangelistic moment, or or, or a great moment of repentance, man, it's the beauty of those things. Those are water into wine. That's God working in there. Because we try and perfect our lives, like Steve started to talk about. We try all we can do to better our lives, to better our world. But the problem is our world is broken and we are broken and we're all trying to not, you know, position our way where you can't see the brokenness. And I think that's like Jesus' birth story. A huge miracle happens in the background of history. And I think it's the significance of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Jesus being crucified might have been a big deal, but the significance wasn't understood. And I feel like I I was never meant to be a Christian. I grew up in an atheist home. I went to a very liberal college college. Uh, I, I was never meant to marry Susan, that should have never happened, so totally on my league on that one. Uh, I should have never went into the ministry, but here I stand before you today, doing airplanes in front of you. <laughs> We've all experienced this miracle in our own lives. But the value that God puts on your life by sacrificing his own son is a wash compared to wine's quality over water. A million dollars ain't nothing. I, my students want to complain about how expensive school is. $20,000 a year at OU for room and board. What do you think room and board in heaven costs, right? If everything's in gold, that's, that's quite a price right there. Um, if you want to live there a year... But you're there forever. And now's a time where we want to reflect on that. On Jesus' sacrifice. On the cross. The value. Of what's been demonstrated for your life. And to reflect. And come before God and see his true glory. And for us to... As we take the body and the blood to confess our faith, our confidence in Jesus. To put our faith in him this week. To renew the covenant, the love, the commitment we have. Because there's no way, no matter how hard you worked, no matter how much you discipline yourself, you can't wipe one sin away. And God did it like that. 2,000 years ago in anticipation of us hearing the message one day. Time, space, money, a wedding going bad is nothing in the hands of God. Let's go to God in the communion right now with great faith. Holy Father God, we are grateful for who you are, the awesome God that you, you work behind the scenes and, and, and it just makes it more personal.